Paul, if you had access to a murderous cyborg that you could mm. send backwards in time, mm. what would you do with it? What's on the top of the list of little tasks you're going to give that little scamp? Murderous cyborg, you say? Back yeah. from time, you say? Yeah. Look after me in school, for one thing. Um, it, <laughs> Emotionally. It wasn't the hardest. Yeah, it wasn't the hardest at times. I wasn't bullied relentlessly. But there were occasional times. And, you know, I think I would like to see a seven-year-old James <laughs> Taylor stand up to um, the T1, whatever it was. Sweet dreams and flying machines, flying ah, ah, ah! You see what I did there? <laughs> Is I sang the Simpsons one. And my friend Andy always used to get at me for that. <laughs> like, stop it, you're making me forget how it actually goes. God. Because he had to play it, you see. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to have to pretend I, I knew, I know what any of that was. So, um... <laughs> That you know who James Taylor is. I mean, that's fine, mate. I Oh, okay. I made it up. <laughs> Maybe you could go back in time and um, just kill me before that joke is made. Maybe you can go back in time and just fucking get on my wavelength, Paul. <laughs> the war was over. Paul Sod had won the war of his amazing James Taylor reference. <laughs> and so Paul Goodman, desperate, <laughs> and sent back a, t- a machine, a Terminator, to murder James Taylor so that he couldn't <laughs> make the reference. Oh, shit. And then it cuts, it cuts to you and you're like, yeah, like... Bruce Forsyth? <laughs> Fuck, I've got nothing. <laughs> starry, starry night. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Paint your nice to see palette. you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that won't be back. <laughs> now, once we go, once we break the fucking rhythm of this, there's just there's no way we're going to be able to get that going again. Not at this stage. Wouldn't count on it. No, God help us if we ever stop. Um, we're doing something a bit different with our six-ending premise episodes this year. Yeah. We're going to review four of our favourite franchises. Ever so I love famous-ist. those franchises. Yeah. They know what's best for me. They they do. And you know what? I, I, I love them so much that I like some of the films in these franchises. <laughs> Nothing says creative endeavour like the word franchise. <laughs> Starting with all six instalments of the sci-fi timer-thon, the Terminator franchise. The The Terminator. The Terminator. <laughs> the Terminator. I've seen them several times. <laughs> we are hoping that whilst reviewing these franchises, we may arrive at some general truisms about the nature of film franchises mm. and episodic cinema in general. But, you know, we're well, just... talking about explosions. Yeah. And the, the lack of... the best of... explosions? Lack of or surplus of butts. Who did the best one? Yeah. Was it Jimmy Cammy Rooney? Dunno. Or one of the other memorable directors of this franchise? <laughs> McGee. The guy who did surrogates with Bruce Willis. The Deadpool guy. McGee. (laughs) And (laughs) McGee. And (laughs) McGee. Well, we're going to start with a quick race through the six movies, starting with Jameson Cameron's 1984 titillator, The Terminator. Fuck yeah. In the 21st century, a weapon will be invented like no other. This weapon will be powerful, versatile, and indestructible. It will have only one purpose. To return to the present and prevent the future. This weapon will be called the Terminator. Cameron got the idea for the film 
uh, from a nightmare he had whilst promoting his directorial debut, Piranha 2, The Spawning. It was a nightmare about having directed Piranha 2, The Spawning. (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger was there. (laughs) He played The Spawning. Um... At that stage in his career, it's legit. Um, he tried to convince his agent that, uh, but he was encouraged to abandon the idea. So he fired the agent, sold the rights for a dollar, lived on Big Mac coupons, and made a fucking movie. Oh wow! Okay, he just knew when, once he was a billionaire, he could then become a vegan and um, sort of undo that. <laughs> really, just shaft over the Big Macs that helped him stay alive during that time, and that's 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 power. That is that's the circle of life. And you can now go back in time and murder Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Um, but therefore destroy himself. Oh no! Oh no! Because he was conceived by Ronald the Clown McDonald, <laughs> James James Cameron's father, Ronald McDonald, <laughs> was one of the first victims of this franchise. And yeah, he went and he pitched the idea to John Daly of Hemsdale Films by having the original Terminator, Lance Henriksen, the first choice to play the Terminator, show up with fake cuts on his face and gold foil on his teeth and kick the door in and rip his menacing arm off. everybody in the meeting. Rip his arm off. Jesus. And just generally menace people until Cameron arrived. <laughs> and it worked. That's how you pitch a movie. Fuck yeah, Hollywood motherfucker. <laughs> That's also how Seven Years in Tibet got made. <laughs> Brad Pitt knew some um, old-timey Himalayan despots. <laughs> and he knew Lance Henriksen and he got that shit and made. he's going to do it. Uh... He's a fixer. <laughs> Don't worry about it. What are you going to do? Don't worry about I it. I am worrying about it. <laughs> I'm really worried about it. I, I, I kind of regret calling you. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> So Arnie eventually replaced Henriksen, uh, but he wasn't sold on the movie yet. Oh. And when asked about a pair of shoes from the films that he an- inexplicably had on whilst promoting Conan the Destroyer, he said, oh, just some shit movie I'm doing. Take a couple of weeks. Uh, well, uh, He also wanted the line to be, I will be back, because he had trouble pronouncing I'll. So don't worry, you're going to get a lot of practice. <laughs> so now I get the Simpsons reference in um, radioactive, the Radioactive Man episodes. <laughs> up, up and at them. Up and at them. Yeah, maybe. That could have been a legit reference to the fact that he wanted it to be, I will be back. It wouldn't surprise me, those fucking nerds. <laughs> fucking nerds, whatever you want. <laughs> the script described Sarah Connor as pretty in a flawed, accessible way. Oh, I love accessible human <laughs> beings. <laughs> that is... that. I love the ones I can get at. <laughs> yeah, that is great. That's what we, the scum, like. <laughs> oh, hey, she's hot enough to date my cousin. And he put up for a high five. <laughs> <laughs> the film was released to positive reviews and made a lot of money. So, Paul, and this is tricky, because I suspect you're in the same boat as me, but what was your first experience of seeing The Terminator? My first experience of The Terminator was after The Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Yeah, same. So, and I, and I watched it when I was, oh, maybe a few years after the, after T2, and I didn't remember much of it, I just remember it being okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, obviously, I watched it again later, I went, oh, this is pretty good. Right. I, I watched it again yesterday and went, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It really, it, it's it's a bit of a slow grower if you've only seen the sec if you've seen the second one first. Yes, it's um something I didn't appreciate until yeah much later. Yeah, uh, when I started getting really into sort of purity of storytelling and sort of economy in um in the way in which you put something across and great pacing and, tension, and atmosphere yeah. and, and tension. Fuck yeah! But I had the same thing. My first experience of the Terminator movies was um a VHS of Terminator One and Two that Ooh. appeared in the Asda we used to go to. Oh, um, you've mentioned this in the Patreon, actually. Did I? Oh my god! Well, I I went off to see this VHS every yeah. single time we went there. I used to get very excited about the Terminator mm. VHS. And one day, my father came home and he had bought me a, a visual encyclopedia. It was a weird little association that goes on now with yeah. the Terminator franchise. And he said, "Yes, we'll go buy it." And for some reason. 
he called ahead to see if they still had it. Very weird. I don't know why. Maybe it was because we were going on. We usually went on Saturdays and this was a Friday, but they didn't. They had sold out of the Terminator double set and I was so unhappy and and angry. I went off to the front room and just sort of yelled for a while in the way that only a kid can. I was less than 10 at this stage. And dad just came in and said, you know, we could buy them separately. (laughs) Were you placated? Were you consoled as a child? Or was this was this a pale <laughs> so. comparison? <laughs> well, we had to order in the Terminator is the point. We went to a video shop and we got Terminator 2, but we had to order in the Terminator. And in a move that seems maddening to me now <laughs> as a grown-ass man, I decided, oh, just fuck it, I'll watch the one I've got. And that was Terminator 2. So Maybe you thought it was like Ongback, didn't really matter. <laughs> and I do remember us watching it. Somehow I got interrupted. And once again, a thing that's unthinkable to me as an adult. I was. I thought, huh, I don't care how much time I have, I'm going to start watching this. <laughs> and then 15 minutes later, I was called for dinner, so <laughs> had to stop it. But I remember saying to mum, mum, are you sure that Arnie's the bad guy? He's not doing very much bad stuff. And she's like, oh yeah, he's a total bad guy in this one. Mm. One of the worst bad guys ever, because she didn't, she didn't fucking know, you know, <laughs> who would. Yeah, so that was a big surprise and a very confusing experience I remember having at the beginning of Terminator 2. Yeah. But yeah, saw Terminator 1 much later. So, yeah, should we have a plot summary? Yeah, go for it with Evil Eye. In a dystopian future, a big robot sends back a smaller robot in time to murder the mother of the Resistance leader. The Resistance leader sends a single soldier who saves Sarah Connor, kills the little robot, gets laid, and dies before any sequels get made. He's a fucking legend. (laughs) Also, Sarah Connor discovers the strength she never knew she had whilst being accessible. (laughs) It's all most of us can aim for. I'd love to be accessible. I really do set out to be as accessible as I can be. Do you know accessibility is uh, one of the is is one of the the main things I lack. I think <laughs> in in my creative yeah. output and general mo. You'd have that ramp leading up to you, which um no a ramp would be the most accessible. A staircase would have been better. I've got I've got a down escalator leading up to me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good analogy, actually. Fuck yeah. So yes, thoughts. Thoughts on Terminator. Thoughts on Terminator. Oh, look. Um, yeah, it was weird actually going back and watching this for the first time and seeing Arnie as the bad guy. Yeah. And also much younger. And, yeah. And, and buffer, oh, yeah. just insanely buff. Um, this is him. <laughs> this is his I Am yeah. Hercules era. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Universe. Top of his game. Oh, God. Top of his game. Just Least like a human being. Cr- <laughs> <laughs> crushingly Ferrigno, uh, Ferrigno under his... Um, under his, <laughs> his mighty will. Yeah, yeah. It's all, all, all the stuff you've said um, is what I've written down. Really, the 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 sound yeah. is amazing, and the tension th- mm. that you get from the, the very beginning. Um, yeah, this, this this one shot will stick in my head now until the next time I see it and notice another thing. There's the the bit where she's mm. in the club. It's been building up with um the, ba- yeah. the bad Arnie killing the other two Sarah Connors, and she's sort of starting yep. to get creeped out, and she's in this club waiting for the cops to arrive, and. She knocks a bottle off the table and goes down to, bends over to pick it up. And as it bends down, in the background, you see Arnie. Oh, yeah. Looking stream, like glide through the scene looking. And there's this, the ter- the sting <laughs> um, the Terminator yeah. has. Um, it's like a, <laughs> that, com- that comes in. And yeah. even on fourth rewatch or whatever it was, the, the tension in that moment was just, yeah. You, like expertly done, kept to this 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 tautness until yeah. the, until the moment that Michael Bean, yeah, Kyle Reese steps in and and yeah. starts blasting with a shotgun. Yeah, it's 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 much more of a horror film. It is. It's a horror kind of thriller, you know, with real suspense and lots of dark moments that then has these sort of big explosive moments of action, which are in themselves very iconic. The yeah, the shootout at the police station, oh, that yeah. gr- the couple of great car chases that yeah, I didn't 
fully appreciate until I saw them on the big screen. No, there's an intimacy to them, I think. Yeah, and just the way that these massive cars that they had in the 80s just sort of glide and skid about the roads is just, um, yeah, really quite something. It's it's difficult to separate it from nostalgia, um, which I think is demonstrated by how much I feel in love with the locations mm. of the film. You know, Technoir and their crappy apartment that Sarah Connor has with her yes. best friend. These just feel like places. Even the motel they end up hiding in. Yeah. Um, and that that crappy looking couch, which is apparently very comfortable. <laughs> Those are all just like burned in my mind yeah. as thing, as places I was I spent time in as a kid. Yes. So that's a good demonstration that you you are too nostalgic for a thing. Nevertheless, it's just so well paced. Yeah. The way it takes its time, sets up the scenario, has some chilling moments earlier on, like the death of the first Sarah Connor and his acquisition of weapons and Yeah. You know, Kyle Reese trying to get away from the cops in the fucking department store. Yeah. And then just builds to a point where they all meet and then it's just explosive action and this near relentless chase until the end yeah. with pauses for sort of really sweet and sincere character moments. So Yeah. Yeah. It's My cool. only complaint is the stop motion terminator, which doesn't uh, yeah. look great, but it, it it doesn't look great. I even love the crappy Arnie head that he cuts the eye uh, out yeah. of the right rubber head. It looks gruey. Yeah. And when it looks gruey you can suspend disbelief to put things together for me even the stop motion i'm just just so willing to let it go because it's all part of this nostalgia for me right yeah. um and yeah, yeah. It, it looks a bit janky there but you know J- james cameron always trying new things <laughs> newfangled stop motion mm. it worked for jason and the argonauts <laughs> so it's gonna work for the two shots of arnie it's a bit inexplicable why he went with that when he could have done something else i guess but um, yeah when he clearly had an excellent terminator full model yeah. that they had used at the fire yeah you know but but anyway, yeah, I guess okay. he's always trying something new, and his I guess his aim would yeah. be to make somebody go, wow. Um, but I love how <laughs> strung out Kyle Reese is in this. He's just so wiry yeah. and so fucking stressed oh, yeah. that he's just razor thin. Um, like You touch him and you'll bleed. Great performances from everyone. So I intense. I love Hamilton in this yeah. movie. Um, she's, she's really great and likable. Well, um, something I've noticed in this one and the next one is just the nuance that she has. In my in yeah. my memory, it was she was a fairly two-dimensional character not like not in a bad way necessarily yeah. but was very single-minded but there's just so much more to yeah. her i love the scene oh yeah of um the her flatmate's boyfriend calling up and immediately beginning the sex talk and she's just yeah. trying her hardest not to yeah. laugh until she <laughs> finally goes yeah. hey <laughs> do you want to speak to sarah <laughs> Who is it? yeah i love the boyfriend he's a one second character but yeah. I, he, they do enough to make him likable like the fact that he sets up with the talk immediately after the girlfriend picks yeah. up is um and I love the police chief. I love his cynical manner yeah. with Lance Henriksen. Um, oh, there's a lot so many. And Silverman is at his best here. Um, arguably, and maybe better in the next one. But yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot but, of great stuff to love here. Th- Do you have any other notes on um, Terminator before we move just on? Just iconic moments in this. That Terminator is out there. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop. Ever. Until you are dead. It, it's just, it yeah. chills on a level of Maximus Decimus Meridius for me. Um, yeah. Absolutely will not stop. Yeah. yeah until oh, she's dead. My God. Um, and there, there is also yeah. a, a woeful sex scene <laughs> with um, uh-huh. with a good 80s front boob squeeze. Yeah, I love that. There was a cano- canonical boob squeeze. Not canonical, like con- Iconic? Like a cone. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> he he squeezes it like a tube. Yeah. And I love that. Um, yeah, conical. There you it's go. Steven Seagal. It makes Steven Seagal proud. <laughs> yep. Um, and it's slow motion, very <laughs> st- steamy in the eighties way, with um the yeah. Terminator theme played on the piano <laughs> to <Love it. laughs> to em- emphasize just how sexy it is. 
Fuck yeah. I make I always make sex to piano. Terminator 2 Judgment Day, because this one made money. Same make. These were taken at the West Highland Police Station, 1984. You were there. Same model. These were taken today. You have to let me see my son. He's in great danger. New mission. Once he was programmed to destroy the future. I don't know what it's like to try to kill one of these things. Now his mission. Get down. Is to protect it. Come with me if you want to live. Old Cammers wanted the liquid metal Terminator to be in the first one, but he didn't think the technology was up to it. Uh, Not a concern he would have later in his life. (laughs) So... He made the abyss to see if he could make it look alright, and decided I could probably make it look alright enough to do five minutes of CGI footage in this movie, which is what they did. Great. That's just, it It was paced perfectly then. Not including him in the first one and having him in the second one was like a natural escalation. Oh god, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's so good that he's not in the first one. Imagine that movie. Yeah. And yeah, it just really goes to explain a lot about some of the sequels, that resources were not an issue, and that became an issue. There was lots of info about the production, none of which is interesting. (laughs) Well, Linda Hamilton had a twin that they used in a couple of shots, and that's kind of cool. Oh, cool. Unprecedented uh, high budget for the time, $102,991,000. That would buy one shot of a Navi wondering where he had left his keys now. The film was released to positive views and made a lot of money. So, first experience. How did you first experience T2? As a young boy. Um, it, yeah, yeah. On, on VHS. Best time so to do it. So it's nice and grainy and warm um, yeah. kind of movie that you can watch and, and fall asleep to. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you know, it was this face-off and Starship Troopers basically opened my eyes to incredible action. Um, I didn't quite get the satire yeah. of Starship Troopers to begin with. I just thought, I just thought how, you know, yeah, great. great. I love fascism, I think. <laughs> I'm um, pretty sure I love fascism, but, man. But, pretty sure. But yeah, Terminator 2, it's it's not lost on me as a 10-year-old or however old I was, 7, 8, I don't know, mm. um, how perfect an action movie it is. Yeah. Um, the the fact that it's it was a movie with heart and just really great pacing and progression yeah. and, and the sort of the background to it was just a, a really transportative escapist Mm. experience for me yeah that this and the bottom the light the bottom live vhs's were the things i had mm. on repeat <laughs> almost constantly for a good part very of my similar experiences and it's definitely made me the man i am today definitely you're definitely a stone cold arnie rick mail experience i watched it a lot too i had it on vhs it was one of the ones i probably went back to the most along with yeah. some of the other sort of 90s action flicks of my childhood And I imagine a lot of the benefits of this film, the qualities that it has, were lost on me as a kid, but I don't think it escaped my notice just how well-paced it is in terms of just constantly ramping up the action without ever exhausting you. Um, There's there's a great point where you think the Terminator's been beaten, Mm. and suddenly the little pieces of it start melting and coming back together again. And the characters are as tired as you are, is the thing. (laughs) It's not like, you know, they're just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And you kind of relate to that, and it becomes kind of part of the horror of it, and not just, yeah. oh man, there's going to be more action sequences, because you know that what's coming next is going to be less frenetic action and more sort of just pain. Harder to bear. And it is. There's a turning point there. It's, yeah, just knives through the shoulder, yeah. Arnie getting pummeled in the face. Yeah. An amazing effect. Oh yeah, yeah. Great, great effects in this one. Um, the weight of that bar yeah. just slamming into his head over and over again. Oh man. Fuck me. Yeah, great sound. Yeah. Just the crunch sound. You really feel it. Even when you can see that it's not a real Arnie head, it just. Uh, and it's it, a real head. Oh yeah, it's a real head. It's just not Arnie's real head. 
Yeah. Uh, at least not the one he uses for the most of the time. <laughs> and there's moments where you can plainly see it's not Arnie riding the bike in the beginning, but you, again, yeah. you just suspend disbelief because it's somebody. It's somebody and you doing can see something it. real, and that's it's a real exciting. stunt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, plot. Do plot. Arnie is back, and Linda Hamilton is back, <gasps> but this time the bad guy is good, and the good girl is crazy about stopping the T1000 <laughs> from killing her son. <laughs> No one believes her, then it doesn't matter because she reloads, reloads a shotgun in a cool way, convinces Miles Dyson to destroy Cyberdyne, thus preventing Fuck Judgment yeah. Day, and Arnie convinces himself to he'll be back one last time to dispatch the T-1000 for good in a golemy pit of lava and a tasty bit of body <laughs> horror. Um, also, also um, Edward Furlong plays John Connor and has a, <laughs> a really touching father-son relationship with a Terminator. Yeah, that happens, but also Sarah fucking Connor. Fires a gun yeah. in a really cool way. Yeah. Let's not spend yeah. too much longer talking about this one because we have talked about it in our best action movie thing and we've probably had it as the one better thing True. in several other ways. But True. I've got a few points because this is yeah. the first time I've rewatched it sure. since the podcast, I think. So yeah. um, I, I'm actually better placed to speak about it now. <laughs> cool. I just, have, I just have points I can go through. Cool. Um, I, I was just thinking about what makes, you know, what was, what makes this a yeah. near perfect action film. Mm. And it's the, it's the, the setting of scene and it's the, the great pacing with the beginning of the movie again, similarly to the first one, mm. the 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 threat turns up. Um, he he starts to kill. You know, you're rightly getting worried. Arnie turns yeah. up, and he's he's there too, and you're just sort of maybe not sure why. And even if you've seen it before, there's still that mystery there, which is great. It's just mm. so exciting. Yeah. Um, and then this huge action scene comes out of nowhere with the truck. From yeah, yeah, from John Connor and his mate um, Danny Mullet in um, <laughs> in the arcade, yeah. the T one thousand, looking for him. He, he ducks out, and a minute from then, he's on his motor motocross, being chased by this fucking gigantic truck. And just before that, we've had that incredible action scene where they're just mm. shoving each other through walls, yeah. and it's so close, and it's so fucking fierce and yeah. chunky. Suddenly, you're just being whipped along by the lapels on this incredible action scene with practical effects. Yeah. And then they kill the T one thousand, and he pr- and he we realize he can't be killed. Yeah, and that just sets the st- stakes so much higher. And you've only about twenty minutes in at this stage. <laughs> yeah, and they they off him in a way that they did for Arnie. You know, they blow up a truck with him yeah. in it, like they did in yeah. the first movie. But you know, whereas that Arnie yeah. walks away with a limp and none of his skin, this one is immediately fine again in seconds, and it just yeah yeah really amps yeah. amps up the tension. Ups and the as you stakes. said, it's the the pacing the yeah. pacing from then uh, the way the movie progresses. It's yeah. It's it's just perfect. It doesn't let up, even though there are quiet moments. There's still mm. that tension. There's still that ticking clock, and there's still the simmering dynamic between the three of them. And, yeah. and plus, yeah, just a genuinely touching relationship mm. um, with Sarah, John, the Terminator, and and Sarah and the Terminator's coming to this sort of well, with Sarah anyway, it's grudging. The Terminator doesn't yeah. grudge. As I said as well, it's I, I know I realized just how nuanced Sarah Connor. Like yeah. Linda Hamilton is in in yep. these movies, the the stillness that she em- employs in the moment when she's being told that the Terminator's taken John and you know yeah. he could be dead and um yeah. and just the the anger and the I mean the the physical training that you can see Linda Hamilton went through is just it's just so fucking cool just so yeah so cool as as a as a protagonist yeah. all of her stuff in the asylum is really good so it's really great to see her yeah. at her lowest moment just defeated ahead of her you know the yeah. amount of um work she's going to end up doing in order to just sort of try and redeem herself and she was just she, there yeah. was something about her that always kind of reminded me of my mum because she could be quite tough at times um yeah in right. childhood, just sort of trying to you know being very supportive and wanting the best for you but you know being quite 
sometimes a little cold a little distance hard hard to um access and the way in which she would do that and in particular the scene where um she sits down with john to tell her um to tell him that it was a mistake to come after her and that you know he can't yeah. do stuff like that because he's too important you know and he starts crying yeah, as fuck. a result was yeah really really good it's a really great little moment yeah. you may have noticed some of the uh things that we said that were good about this movie are very similar to the last one and that plays into something hmm. where this is actually in many ways this is not how i like a sequel to be because it's very much yeah. shaped like the first one and follows a lot of the same beats and there's even some identical sequences in there but bigger yes you know it's the same but bigger which is usually a mm. byword for a bad sequel but the thing is this movie succeeds at bigger in every way the action yes. is some of the best put to film the plot and the world are widened without uh, compromising the simplicity yep. of the premise mm -hmm. and the emotional stakes are more interesting and affecting yes. it even has a big lengthy divergence where the t-1000 the sort of main antagonist of the film is barely in it for a good half hour yeah. You know, when they go to Mexico and then they end up going after Dyson. The, yeah. the thing is, it's a good divergence. Dyson is a good character. And yes. it's interesting to see how that plays out. And so you kind of forgive it. even And it doesn't feel meandery. No, but it's also about Sarah Connor's yeah. character development as well. She has a huge moment in going after uh, Dyson. Yeah, um, sort of becoming a Terminator for a bit. Yeah, and her realisation of the that. Future is, through violence, oh, just, yeah horrible and yeah. that's i mean miles dyson is a heartbreakingly tragic character as well yeah um, he really is you know kind of frankenstein just, yeah yeah that always really bothered me is sarah's home invasion of the dyson household really yeah. bothered me as a kid that really frightened me so yeah yeah it's frightening now yeah the idea that john has to stand up to his mother who's yeah. angry there's nothing scarier than when your parent gets angry mm. it's interesting this is a film very much through connor's eyes and in the same way that spielberg used to achieve it's definitely a film that you experience through the eyes of a kid as a result it's just really really quite affecting we're not gonna make it are we people i mean it's in your nature to destroy yourselves yeah. Yeah, and then the the final thing I have on top of that is that at the same time as, as all of all of this, I, you know, I'm I'm welling up and I'm just thrilled to fuck throughout the movie. It's also mm. got such a sense of fun, and it, yeah. it manages it without the the goofiness that we're going to get into. Uh, yeah. Immediately after in the this, next, um, in the next where, minutes. yeah, where um, yeah, I, I think of when I'm grinding my teeth and I'm on the edge of my seat and I'm so tense at the end when, um, you know, they're so close to getting the T-1000 into the lava or the molten metal and yeah. um, he, Sarah runs out of bullets and he comes yeah. back, heals and just shakes his head and wags his finger. Yeah. And it's such a fucking gut punch. Yeah, it yeah. It's like a little finger <laughs> to, the, to the lips of, oh, <laughs> you, th <laughs> you thought that was going to be okay, did you? Well... Yeah. He's a fucking horror Teasing scene. you with the catharsis of an ending is really great. Yeah. And it does it throughout the final act. Yeah. Yeah. But get this. What, what if the Terminator was a lady? <gasps> Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. How empowering. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let's hire someone hot, said Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's a new Terminator, the TX. It is designed for extreme combat. It's faster, more intelligent, and more powerful. It has been programmed to destroy other cybernetic organisms. It was sent back through time for one purpose only. To kill us all. Uh, Cameron got busy making Titanic, and then the production company went broke, and the rights went up in the air. Oh. Arnie suggested that he and Cameron buy it themselves, 
but he wasn't interested. You don't want to do that. I don't want to own that. It's like when your mate suggests they buy a, re- a restaurant. No, mate, it's going to be Tex-Mex and Surf and Turf. <laughs> and you did initially start this restaurant. And you don't, now I don't want anything to do with it. It's like that. <laughs> it's your idea for a restaurant. And now he's pitching it back to you and you just want to be fucking done with it because you're a dumb kid. And you just want to make Titanic. Well, yeah, he wasn't interested. So eventually two fucking dudes got the right to it oh, and uh, founded a new production company that this movie was going to be the premiere first film of. Oh, God. C2 Productions. They dissolved four movies later. Ah, oh, damn. Okay, so, I thought it was going to be a sort of, <laughs> and you know them as. Paramount. and Shaw guys. Yeah. <laughs> there is so much fucking info about the legal back and forth behind making this thing. Somebody must find this interesting. Mm, I not refuse us. to believe it was just written by lawyers. But yeah, it's not us and it's not you, so let's move on. <laughs> uh, directors considered included Ang Lee, David Fincher, Ridley Scott, and Roland Emmerich. I believe they could have gotten one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> In, in a way, I'm glad they got that. <laughs> in, the, in our own way. Uh, some fucking how, this movie is the most expensive movie ever made at this point. Jesus. Um, oh, yeah, and it's all up there on screen. Oh, no, most of it was rights issues and Arnie's salary. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, that makes me feel special. Because they, they must have spent a lot of money animating that robot's face before she dies. <laughs> they must have spent a lot of money getting Arnie to look awake, <laughs> CGing awakeness onto him. Oh, God. When Jonathan Molstow signed on as director, he insisted that Linda Hamilton be involved. Then it became clear that she wouldn't be involved without Cameron or a good script, and suddenly he felt maybe it was actually better not to have her. <laughs> actually, no, I'm coming around to the idea of not having her. <laughs> good script. Be good. Uh, fuck it. You know what? Actually. <laughs> Uh, Schwarzenegger delayed his running for governorship until the following year to make this movie so maybe the franchise wasn't so bad after all <laughs> idle hands and all that he's, he's come out right now <laughs> he's just bored you gotta do something to keep him occupied or he will find power he will, he will find Lou Ferrigno <laughs> that was what that whole thing was about he just wanted to dick him over even further him and um, Jesse whatever his name is Ventura that's right I knew no. it was dumb the film, <laughs> film was released to moderately good reviews and made a lot of money. Jesus. So, Paul, how sore? Oh, I saw it as a teenager, which is the wrong time to see it because mm. I was cynical as fuck and um, <laughs> I wasn't impressed by anything. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I was, I cringed throughout. Did you see it at the cinema? No, I saw it at home. No. Um, cool. Yeah, I found it really cringy. I hated it, hated it, hated it, and then the last ten minutes, mm. I went, oh. <laughs> there's, there's that yeah so kudos kudos for that they actually do well, end with you the do, end of the world you do end with the end of the world or well, speaking of which um let's do a quick plot okay yeah it turns out they only postponed judgment day so the big robot mm. sends another small robot and for some reason doesn't send it to the same time as the last small robot but about 10 years later when everyone's had a chance to get a breather in <laughs> uh the resistance sends their own small robot again uh, this time the one that killed John Connor in the future, to no emotional effect, apparently. Yeah, right, whatever. Eventually, the latter small robot beats the former small robot, and the world ends. Yes. Um, yes, I didn't see it at the cinema either. I don't remember the circumstances of me watching it. I remember at some point catching it on Channel 5. Mm. Which I imagine was some years later. I don't ma- imagine it premiered onto Channel 5. <laughs> <laughs> no, they sort of, they scrape up the dregs, don't they? They scrape up <laughs> the bits. Yeah. Well, you know, it used to be Sunday night, they always put an action movie on. And so I would always do my homework that I'd put off doing all weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, whilst watching, like, fucking Con Air. It was always The Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have very heavy associations again, of geography <laughs> with um, memories of The Scorpion King. <laughs> so, yeah, it's I don't remember my first time experiencing it, which is not a great sign. I do remember the marketing around it, and I remember a big old uh, cardboard thing being in Blockbuster Video. Aww. So, That's maybe I got sweet. it from Blockbuster Video. Probably, hey. <laughs> so we get everything. Your chocolates, your films. That's it. Yeah. 
I don't remember my reaction to it, but I did read my Dark Fate review again in preparation for this, and I positively mentioned Terminator 3. So, I must have had some warm feelings about it as recently as 2017. Let that be a warning to any film critics out there. 2019, sorry. Never reference a movie you haven't watched in the last five years. Yeah, for the love of God, because this will happen. (laughs) You clown! This will happen to you. Do you want it? And I take my mask off and reveal what my face actually looks like. (laughs) Do you want this? Ah! No! So, I guess thoughts. Thoughts on Terminator 3 now, having rewatched it this week. Um, Yeah, I still really appreciate the fake out ending um they they believe that they're going to sort of the skynet core yeah to stop judgment yeah but actually they've just been sent to the sort of president's bunker by claire danes's dad yeah who's in this movie yeah Um, to stay safe uh yeah to stay safe so that they can survive and start the resistance yeah it's a good twist yeah and it's really it is very upsetting when that happens it's well realized um yeah absolutely the devastation the quiet sadness of that moment is quite surprising and then um he slips on a banana skin and everything and the soundtrack (laughs) goes yeah the big problem here is tone because a lot of this is so fucking wacky you know the dialogue is terrible and um there's a moment where uh, the the robot, the TX, played by Christ- Christiana Loken, I think her name is. She she finds a um a, she kills a guy. Yeah. And she's like John Connor. She says to an obviously dead man. She bends down, gets a bit of blood, and licks it. And then she turns her head and says, "No." Yeah. Who are you talking for to? Who's that yeah. for the benefit of? It's just a weird little comedy beat, and then there are cheesy sound effects on some of the action oh, sequences. God, like thunks and dunks when. Yeah, and porcelain smash, like, from a fucking sound library. It's very weird. When the TX tests the blood, and, like, the way you described that then was, like, the D&D player who doesn't really get the storytelling side of things, and he's like, oh, I just hit him with my axe. (laughs) You you didn't include the fact that she's squatting, she opens her mouth and blowjob style like slips the finger into a <laughs> into her mouth and sucks it arnie would have done the same arnie arnie does do the same he was doing it he's doing it right now it's a sort of it's a it's a protest against trump um but but it's it was so fucking ridiculous yeah it was the, it was just the line read that got me it was the it was yeah. well, just the line the fact that there's a line there really bothered me just it became so cartoonish sort of yeah. hmm he has fallen through my fingers again yeah i think for me part of the problem aside from the campy atmosphere is it feels so much smaller it's not only an hour shorter yeah. it just feels really rushed and there's no time for characters mm. um you get little moments like john connor seeing the terminator again having had this tr- painful goodbye you know, and ultimately he's going to realize, oh, that's not the same one, you know, that I knew. Yeah. But it's still got its face. Yeah. You know, you'd think you'd have more of an emotional reaction yeah. to it than that. You're still going to have a And at some point he just really, he just really sardonically says, um, oh, I'm going to have to teach you everything again. Like, it's an annoyance. <laughs> yeah. You taught him how to love. <laughs> it's going to be a lot more than a time commitment. It was hard, yeah. And the action is just so much smaller. Aside from one sequence that I really did like, uh, which was oh, the right. truck um, sequence with the, the yeah. ladder that sort of comes out and smashes through the shop fronts that that looked good because it was clearly a practical effect yes generally there's way too much cgi yeah it was just a which mess. is best represented by from now on when with one exception um whenever they show terminators in the future they're cg mm. and i hate it it looks like a sci-fi original movie when yeah. they do that <laughs> there's metal skeletons they yeah. just look so bad when they're cg but there's there's moments where 
when when they have to body double, yeah. you know, when it's clear that they're going to put a CG body in, it just never looks good. Nah, Did you not it's... see The Matrix Reloaded <laughs> and um, fucking Blade 2? You can't do this convincingly, so don't do it. It's, it's... You can throw a real b- b- body double for a wall. It's fine. That's their job. You can do it. Because otherwise, yeah, you've got that Kelly Rowland being knocked a thousand meters to one side with a knife. It, it just looks ridiculous yeah. and it's so jarring and disconnecting. Um, so, yeah, mm. I, th- I thought that looked bad. I th- Going back to the emotional side of things, you know, the, the movie doesn't take time for any character to process anything. When he learns that he yeah. dies, it's just another thing. And when Claire Danes loses yeah. her her fiance, it's just a thing, and she's laughing in the next scene. Um, yeah. And, and well, they went out of their way to point out that she's not that into him, and then he dies in a comedy sequence. Yeah. You know, with a comedy yelp, a sort of. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Just not. It's not yeah. what I want from a Terminator movie, Paul. Um. And yeah. yeah, the idea of it, sure, I don't really have a problem with that, the plot in itself. Mm. Um, as I said, the ending the ending alone justifies it for me, but I don't feel Nick Starr mm. as John Connor. No. Not great casting. The, the, the comedy... No, I didn't feel like the same guy. No. He, he never really affected me. No, not at all. Uh, the comedy was mm. approaching farce for me. Yeah. And it was just really out of place and... Yeah. Just, just every, almost actually every joke was a complete misstep. I think there were one or two. Where yeah, I, I have a couple. And one or two where I chuckled, but it just, yeah, for me, just, just got it at, like pitched a Terminator that was the exact opposite of, of what makes a good Terminator movie for me. I think so. This is a fairly good demonstration of what you shouldn't do, particularly because it is so closely following the formula of the first two in just yeah. a clearly smaller and rubbish yeah. way. It's this is the movie that Terminator Two should have by all rights been. Yeah. You know, by just revisiting the same premise, but bigger. Yeah. You know, it should have felt like this. Um, but the fact that Cameron was able to do something special with it made that yeah. one of the best sequels ever made. And here is, you know, by rights, what will happen if you try and do that approach. I think I think that approach in itself isn't necessarily... Yeah, that approach in itself is not bad. It's I just... it's tricky to get right. I think it's trickier than trying to do something new. Mm. Doing something new and exciting with this is probably the better and potentially easier way to go although you do also have the risk of people saying huh nothing like the first one as if that's yeah the worst thing in the world yeah i, I think it's it's a, ter- a tricky path to walk but um this one fell off that path and another thing about it is that we see stuff we don't need to see yeah um and this is going to be a recurring thing throughout the franchise now when there when we see skynet become self-aware it's so much less effective than just arnie telling linda hamilton and um <laughs> edward furlong in the car yeah you know when he just coldly recounts the events that meant that all of their lives ended yeah it's um so much more chilling and frightening than seeing you know a roland emmerich style room full of generals saying are you sure about this sir yeah it's Michael it's just, uh, Michael Bemerick, isn't it? It makes it seem so small. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, just small. You're right, it does. And the the other the other thing is when they established that, then what they needed to do was spend more time with them in this complex, mm. establishing yeah. this this new world as it was happening. But no, as soon as the initial yeah. revolution starts, it then cuts, and they're like, they've just got to get out of there, and it just they don't yeah. take the time. If what they're going to do is show these things happening, they don't take the time to let the audience feel it. Yeah, I think th- there was potential here for this to be the darkest Terminator. Yeah. One one of the things I like that they could have done is the idea that the Terminator who came back, this Arnie, is actually an uncaring one. If they hadn't been so yeah. insistent on making him comedy relief, yeah. he could have just been a genuinely scary Terminator who just happens to be on the right side. Yeah. That would have been interesting and would have gone a little ways to earning the ending. 
Because the idea that Judgment Day is inevitable isn't a bad idea, because after all, all they did in T2 was burn a chip. They didn't change human nature or yeah. change its predis- predisposition to, you know, suicide. Yeah. It just needs to be matched with the hope yeah. of, you know, human endurance ultimately, ultimately surviving and coming through, and that's going to be an issue we come to later. Yes. Um, four quick notes before we move on for okay. me. I like the way that sand turns into glass when, um, when Arnie first came in mm-hmm. with his uh, portal that was so hot it turned the, gla- the sand that was underneath him into glass. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I like the way Arnie says Kate Brewster. Catherine 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 Brewster. Yep. <laughs> Pronunciation of Brewster yeah. is very pleasing. I love the shut up guy. They get into a minor traffic altercation with a guy who just keeps screaming shut up at them. <laughs> I don't want any problems, okay? It was shut an accident. Who's got him back there? What's going on in there? Who's back Calm down? Shut up! I kind of loved him. Yeah, that's how you tell him, man. And a comedy moment that really should have fallen flat, but I think at this stage I was sufficiently disengaged enough to find it funny was... um. So how does it... No. Maybe I, I don't want to know. Well, how does he die? How do I die? No, don't. I don't want to know. Well, how does he die? Yeah. <laughs> when she just sort of flat up asked, it was just, it was insensitive enough that it got a surprise chuckle out of me. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I, I had one laugh um, at the beginning Ooh. when he goes into the, I remembered fondly him going into the strip club and getting his clothes off of a male stripper this time and right. thought, ah, that's silly. But um, when yeah. he, he says, I need your clothes, car and whatever, um, your self-respect. Yeah. He, uh, the guy says, <laughs> talk to the hand. And then he grabs the hand and just pulls it closer to his mouth and he like leans in yeah. to speak to the hand and repeats his request and that just yeah. the the robotic pulling it in i don't know kind of robotic but kind of like an old person <laughs> the, the the physicality <laughs> an old really made me laugh yeah an old old Ooh. arnieman speaking of old arnieman we've been fighting a long time we are outnumbered by machines humans have a strength that cannot be measured This is John Connor. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Another four paragraphs of copyright law shenanigans. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. Now nah, you're right. <laughs> now, nah, mate. It's all right. Don't yeah. worry about it. Don't worry about uh, it. Warner Brothers and Sony have got it now. Ooh, should be good. Arnie was the fucking governor of California at this stage, so that took the pressure off of it, people to make this thing make sense in any kind of way, since reality didn't now. <laughs> and so, Terminator Salvation. Yeah. 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 Jonathan Nolan was heavily involved in the writing. Oh. Also, Paul Haggis, who wrote Crash and Casino Royale. Those similar films. <laughs> yeah, right. So, okay. Pretty good writing credentials. Also, the guy who wrote, did most of CSI. These were the guys who did the, <laughs> the, the technical side of the scripts, right? In every one of their <laughs> movies is the only way I can pass this bit of information. They are the ones <laughs> who wrote the, the guys. line, we've got to go here and do this. Love those lines. Keep you, keep you moving. <laughs> um, a special effects guy almost lost a leg. Oh. Manhole cover nearly took it straight off. Oof. McGee said it was a testament to the gritty style of the film. Mm. As was Christian Bale's 11 minute long rant <laughs> at one at the uh, director of photography who had the audacity to be on set. Yeah. What a chump. What an absolute clown. What a fucking amateur. Yeah. No! No! Don't shut me up! Am I going to walk around and rip your fucking lights down? In the middle of a scene, then why the fuck are you walking right through? Ah, uh, da 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 da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? 
Fuck me. It's honestly probably the most culturally enduring part of this movie is that, <laughs> spe- is that rant. The film opened to fairly bad reviews, but made an all right amount of money, so there's more. Paul, how'd you see it? Uh, was it at the cinema with you? No, it was at the cinema with your friend and mine. Fire. No, Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> You went and saw. You told me uh, you went and saw it with Xavier. And I cool. think you told me it was the first thing you saw with him. Ah, cool. Thank you for this remembering. This is me recounting that. your life to you. <laughs> I, I I need that from time to time because I sure as shit I'm going to remember it. I'm too busy remembering the film I just saw. Um, yeah, I saw it in the cinema, and I remember liking bits of it, thinking it was kind of cringy in places, um, and pretty dull in other places. And I came out of it thinking, ah three-star film yeah I, I think i had a similar thing i don't remember first seeing it i remember seeing it a well, second I. Time. <laughs> I remember seeing it a second time i got it on dvd and i remember watching that and thinking mm. wow there's some really good bits in this actually that are really standing out to me and then mm-hmm. it was um shown as part of in 2009 a terminator all-nighter because back when the bfi used to own the terminator. imax they used to put on all-nighters of film franchises mm. which was great and i loved it yeah. and they've don't do it now. Um, and it showed Terminators 1 through 4. Yes. And I went and saw it with um, your friend of mine, Fi- Katie, actually. <laughs> and um, my teenage best friend, Andrew. And sometimes it freaks me out to remember that there's bridging of that gap in which my secondary school friend hung out with my uni friend. Friend. Singular. Yeah, it's horrible. I hated <laughs> it. Yeah, and we saw it. And everybody fell asleep during 3. And then yeah. I alone experienced 4. So... <laughs> And I remember on the big screen, on the big IMAX screen, I remember finding it quite good, but also I wanted to go home. So <laughs> that wasn't ideal. But yeah, good. What's it? What's, what's, what's the happens in it? McGee has the great idea of making a wartime Terminator, but unfortunately has the thought <laughs> in the noughties when the only two lens filters were Blue Steel and Steve Sepia. Fuck yeah. A bunch of stock characters revolve around the most human character in the movie, a cyborg that was once human, played <gasps> by Sam Worthington. Was that the point? Yes, say people retrospectively, but unconvincingly, I think. <laughs> Kyle Reese introduces himself with his full name a lot, and then gets captured and taken to the human concentration camps, and is eventually rescued. Sam Worthington sacrifices himself for Christian Bow, which is also the plot to this movie. Let me get this out of the way. I really like the way that this looks and sounds most crucially. Okay. We've got practical Terminators pretty much throughout, not CG Terminators. Mm-hmm. Um, most memorably for me is the one that is like severed from the torso up that chases John Connor through the helicopter at the beginning. Mm. Um, he's a practical effect and he's big and he's fucking chunky. He's about as tall, even at it cut in half, he's about as tall as John Connor is. And the noises he makes as he mo- as he ambles around awkwardly. Mm. <laughs> I love those sounds and there's more great sounds in like the human processing farm yes sounds were good yeah i just the sounds are very good and i like the aesthetic it's interesting to make this a a slightly bigger view of the future because mm. previously all we've seen is really wreckage and blackness mm. here we've got a much more diverse landscape the only disadvantage of which is it does make it look more livable like, these movies progressively make the future look less like the horrific place that, you know, it definitely is. But we compare it to Cameron, where it just looks like you're li- living in a literal scrapyard. Yeah. You know, in this movie, you could probably find a nice little hut somewhere in the wilderness. As long as a big um, CGI, like, mecha thing doesn't pull you out of it. 
<laughs> when you sneeze. As long as it doesn't, and it might. It might. It definitely might. So, so those are the things I like, and I like. You know, Danny Elfman is here doing the music, which is weird. Mm. Um, the music is better than the previous installment, but it's not that much better. No. So it was surprising to see Elfman involved. Paycheck's a paycheck, I guess. I guess so, but I, I like the acoustic version of the Terminator theme that plays um, when Marcus is uh, just getting out into the wasteland. Yeah, right. I quite like that. Cool. I thought the explosions all look good. Yeah, right. <laughs> the explosions are all bright white, mm-hmm. and I like that as a sort of aesthetic. Oh, and there's a bit where um, a hunter killer flies past a building, and the building just crumbles to the ground, and I thought that looked particularly good. Cool. So visually, I'm quite on board. Mm. I thought the tone was better than three, which isn't saying much at all. No, not really. There's a better focus than some of the movies that are to come. And the pacing was all right. Having said that, bad dialogue. Yes. A particularly egregious example is when um, Marcus says, let me sneak into Skynet for you. And Christian Bale says, um, why would you be able to do that? And he said, look at me. He's like, that's why I don't trust you. Like, yeah, I know why you don't trust me. Yeah. I haven't forgot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was because I was Irish. <laughs> You're Irish? Oh, God. <laughs> I really hate you now. Should have kept my bloody mouth shut. What am I? See, in our, in our joke, we've had more characterization than these fuckers had. It was, it, they, yeah, they, it was low characterization. So, it was so dour and surface level. Yeah. And I, the dialogue was particularly bad. It was exposition. Yeah. It was just whiskey, foxtrot. We need to get these yeah. guys here and we've got to do this thing. Most Why? most egregiously, there's just nothing between there's nothing between John Connor and Kate Brewster in this one. Yep. There's just Who is Kate Brewster? It's Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce right? Dallas Howard, yeah. The famous for at this stage in her career replacing people who didn't want to come back for the sequels. <laughs> yeah. Um she did it like five times. The only one I can remember now is Dogville. Yeah. And there's nothing between Christian Bale and Sam Worthington either. I just just nothing. No, not really. I liked Sam Worthington. I like Sam Worthington. Which is a bad sign when Sam Worthington is the most human part of your movie, but I quite liked him. I, I liked Anton Yelchin. Yeah. And I thought the two of them had quite a good thing. And I liked Moon Bloodgood. I know she doesn't give yeah. him nearly enough to do, but in her sort of, I don't know who she was, you know, it's just an anonymous, another part of the resistance who is as tough as people have to be in this future. Yeah. And I do hate the way that she gets rescued from sexual assault and then immediately becomes affectionate for the yeah. person who rescued her. It's like a prize yeah. for rescuing a lady. That's, yeah. uh, that's not great. But That's nevertheless, rough. I liked her performance. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I like their performances. I just wish there was there was more um, of a sort of internal drive for any of these characters for, for doing yeah. any of the things they did. And I, I, I will yeah. say, I, I couldn't tell that these um, Terminators were practical. I hated how this looked. It looked like CGI really? to me. Really, it looked dreadful. Oh, they yeah. were all practical. Stan Winston, one of the last films he worked on. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah, they were real, real deals, and they looked and felt it to me. They felt like they had heft in a way that the previous Terminator completely didn't at any stage. They looked like I, things you could. Touch, yeah, which no, I, but you'd I, rather not because they'll d- kill you. Yeah, definitely no disagreement on on three there. But I, I, I think mm. there was just it felt like there was too much sheen on it here, and maybe there was oh. a bit more weight than the third one. But I just didn't really feel any of it. Um, I, I just interesting. It was very gruey. I thought it has a big fallout kind of aesthetic to the whole thing. Very dusty. Even though it was dusty, it looked like the helicarrier in Avengers for me. Like good, <laughs> really good, but just mm. polished and impersonal. I mean, I know that the film itself is oh, is an impersonal wasteland, but the the lack of attachment I had to the characters just extended into the landscape and pretty much everything that happened. Um, except for Sam Worthington mm. and um to a lesser extent Carl Reese this was just this this just felt like call of duty the movie for me and like i had mm. i've just I've, I've got barely anything to say about it because i had such a slight emotional reaction <laughs> or connection to any of it yeah 
it's a shame. I found, I quite enjoyed it, and I I think it's still well. We'll see about where it appears in the rankings, but yeah, it's um yeah, I quite liked it, and I do admire the fact that they did go off and do something new with it rather than replacing the old formula of you know robots getting sent back in in time. I will say yeah. there was a potential here that was lost, that was missed, and the potential is the idea of Sam Worthington's character having all of these programmed memories of being a murderer. Yeah. That it is meant that maybe Skynet has picked specifically because it's going to guide yeah. Marcus, and the, the memories are sort of there to program his various yeah. responses in order to help him get close to John Connor. And then when he does, he's been sort of selected and given these memories that are going to incline him to kill John Connor. Yeah, and we maybe get that sense early on, and we're kind of tense because we know that he's manipulating yeah. the people he meets, but. You know, as he travels through the wasteland, he's having these experiences that are challenging the memories he has because they're not actually his memories and he's becoming becoming this new person. Yeah. But ultimately, the fact that he's secretly a robot becomes this distressing big reveal, but at no stage does it affect his choices. Yeah, From exactly. pretty much the beginning, he is just, I'm on board with the resistance and I'm going to try and kill the robots because there's not much to sympathize with the robots. Yeah, he doesn't and even so, need to process it, does he? Not really. It's just... It, it just I mean, there's some wonderful moments. I really like the moment where he emerges in front of the, the one of the Terminators and it points its light at him and he's infiltrating mm. Skynet and the Terminator shines the light at him and then just moves on. Yeah. You know, it sees one of its own and moves on. Yeah. And Worthington successfully portrays <laughs> that he's sad. Yes. He's sad that the robot didn't shoot at him because he's not human. That was my favorite bit of the movie. That was really well mm. communicated. That was that was a defeat for him. Yeah. That was acceptance that yeah. that's his story now. He, he truly is this a is human. Yeah. Yeah. Why I like Sam Worthington so much. A couple of other notes on it. I really like Danson Yelchin. Um, it, the, the Resistance wear red on their yeah. jackets. And um, Sam Worthington very early on picks one up and just puts it yeah. on. And um, he meets Anton Yelchin and he says to him, well, if you're in the Resistance, how come you don't have this red patch? And Yelchin turns back and says, because I haven't earned mine yet. And he says it with just this huge, really moving kind of tone of yeah. voice. Which I really yeah. liked. I liked the bike chase sequence, except for the um, the ending where they hook it on a fucking cable at the back of their tow truck and whip it into a, a hunter killer that was that was dumb <laughs> but um up until that point i was quite into the sort of ducking and weaving and kind of stuff they were doing with their truck cool. it is a bit of a jump that skynet managed to make sam worthington when they're at this stage in the story struggling to produce something as human as arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> like just on their off days they had a side project which was making sam worthington in a very you know, kind of emotional and re- responsive it's like pixar a uh, very human-like character <laughs> yeah well it's like blade runner when people say no decker is a um a human um a replicant after all how come he's so much more human than any of the other replicants yeah that was that was a trick yeah also tyron invested a lot of time and effort into making a very human replicant and then what turned about on the street <laughs> part of the test <laughs> Ooh. i don't like you ridley scott <laughs> <laughs> i quite like some of john's speeches you know, um, if you can hear mm. this, you are the resistance. Yeah. Probably the only writing I liked in the entire goddamn movie. Yeah, John already learned to trust these things, so why would it be so much of a leap for him in 3? Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and, yeah, last thing I'll say, I kind of liked, because obviously all of these movie movies have to have an I'll be back, and this one is really fucking built to and, you know, lampshaded and all the rest mm. of it, but I wasn't... I, I, to be honest, I was kind of charmed by that Christian Bale did it. <laughs> Because <laughs> he plays such a dour fucking character, and you know he had this big hissy fit offset. I kind of like that he was cheesy enough to say, I'll be back. Yeah. Actually, I've got this. I was trying <laughs> to figure out what this word was. I've, I've got at the bottom here, of all the callbacks coming, I'll be back here was, and I thought it said hell, but it actually says best. Um, <laughs> I liked Christian Bauer's I'll be back. <laughs> so there you go. Very crucial difference there. Yeah. Excellent. Good stuff. So we've met halfway. We both agree this was the best of all of them. <laughs> so. Phew. <laughs> 
blast off into cyber sex with Terminator Genocide. Yeah. The machine sent a Terminator back to the time before the war to kill my mother, Sarah Connor. Sir, let me save her. What you're doing right now, this is the end of the war. Directed by Alan Taylor. That, oh, fuck. Just from his name, you know, he's an exciting director. <laughs> he directed Cock. Four <laughs> 2. Tor 2. Oh, God. Okay. Um, the, the Dark World. Uh... And all the best episodes of television, actually, including Kennedy and Heidi, which was one of the best episodes of The Sopranos, the first episode of Mad Men, and that Game of Thrones where they did Sean Bean in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. So more tedious legal stuff happened. <laughs> uh, so much for Saber. the new trilogy that Salvation was meant to start. Let's try again. Uh... Bear with us, folks. We're going to get it right one day. Fuck me. I love this. This is straight from Wikipedia. Although the writers reportedly enjoyed Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, they opted to es- escape its suggestion that Judgment Day is inevitable because of a, ca- a causal loop in favour of all Terminator timelines existing simultaneously in a multiverse. Oh. Does that sound co- convoluted? Yeah, it does. Don't you worry about it, Sunshine. Fuck yeah. The first draft of the screenplay... Oh yeah, this is also from Wikipedia. The first draft of the screenplay to attract a director was delivered in July 2013. I like attract a director. Like they kept writing them and then dangling out there on Hollywood. <laughs> this sounds possible. This smells possible. <laughs> you do all of this with CGI. Um, in marketing, the producer suggested that the film be uh, this film was going to be a standalone film. Fuck off. Uh, no, you didn't think that. At no stage did you think that. Oh no, you could just watch this one. It might be best. <laughs> You might get on all right with it. The film was released to the worst reviews yet and did pretty well at the box office, specifically overseas. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Um, it's the first American <laughs> film to fail to make 100 million domestically, but go on to make 400 million internationally, including a cool hundy oh. from China. Thanks, China, for taking an interest Thanks, in our China. films. After seeing Friends. a pre-release screening of the film, uh, David Cameron, fuck it, why not, voiced his support for Terminator Genesis, describing it as a respectful to the first two films, um, but he felt the franchise has been reinvigorated. However, in 2017, following the film's performance, Cameron recanted his statement and said that he only supported the film because of his friendship with Schwarzenegger. Great. Okay. <laughs> cool. How, how did it Thanks, get? How dude. did it do? Oh, in that case, I was joking. <laughs> Such a trickster, James Cameron. Me. I'm a regular Loki. <laughs> he is Loki. He's Loki. He's gonna come back and ruin the world of Avatar sequels. Where are we with you, James Cameron? I don't. I can't figure you out. <laughs> What's going on? Where are my trousers? Actor Amelia <laughs> Clark expressed relief to discover there would not be any more sequels following the film's poor <laughs> box office domestically. Uh, in reference to the film's director Alan Taylor, with whom she worked on Game of Thrones, Clark said he was eaten and chewed up on Terminator. Sounds alright to me. <laughs> he was not the director I remembered. He didn't have a good time. No one had a good time. Aww. What did I? <laughs> so, Paul, how did we see it? Do you remember this at least? Yeah, I do. I do remember this as in the cinema. Um, yeah, in a cinema. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Um, yeah, little period between adventures where you hung around with me. Yeah, that's quite and, nice. Uh, yeah, went and saw Terminator. Yeah, I, I do remember coming out of it and thinking, ah, oh, it could have been worse. And then everybody else hating it and going, oh, okay, well, I guess, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> Maybe that. Oh God, is that what happened? I remember being angry. Mm. I don't necessarily remember pummeling you. But it might have happened. No, I don't think I voiced it. I think you were very forward about it. And I went, I'm just going to just gonna shelve this for now. What a bunch of shit, right, mate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> the truth. You put your Amelia Clark poster back in your pocket. <laughs> Why was it out? Why, why did you have it? I just, I just get this out from time to time. Don't worry. <laughs> Slip it. <laughs> right, me. What happens in this? Well, 
The big robot from the first, uh, from a different timeline, sends a small Matt Smith robot to an alternate timeline where it assimilates John Connor, mm. uh, creating John Connor robot. Mm. Meanwhile, the events of the first movie are interrupted by multiple robots sent by sequels unmade. Uh, but Arnie, Sarah Connor, and Carl Reese manage to kill Matt Smith robot before he's made, and then kill John Connor Twist, who's also a robot. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> um. Yeah. This. How did it sound up? Um. I think actually for the first time since Terminator 2 it's I'm glad that we were watched all we saw all these back to back because I think watching 3 and mm. 4 favored my opinion of this um quite a lot. Okay. Because mm. for me interesting. For one thing I do like the twisty turny plot. I always like a film mm. that is willing to go silly with something like this. Um mm. I I I I find that quite charming in itself. The other thing for me was I actually liked the characters way more than I did Salvation or Terminator 3. I found that a lot mm. of the conversations they were having were based on emotions that they were feeling. Um, and, you know, whilst Jai Courtney was not the strung out, dramatic, effective Carl Reese that Michael Bean brought to yeah. cinema, um, you know, he, he was just sort of wisecracking guy. Um, which is just the, yeah. the the nature of these kinds of movies from from this era. Um, he he did at least have yeah. He he at least retained that the background of being brought up to know that he was going to go back to see Sarah and be given the the picture, and had sort of fallen in love with her already. There was still I still felt that from him. So they were having they were having these arguments um, about what they should do, and you know him still trying to protect her, and it was getting really fraught because you know he had mm. this idea and you know this passion and this love for her and she's a different person now and i was so actually just relieved to see conversations happen because of character rather than script that i just i just yeah. found myself relatively relatively charmed by them and kind of unharmed by the the rest of the movie well that's good i i, I think i just found a lot of the character stuff to be very arbitrary yeah. and whereas in the first movie finding out that michael bean um, has been in love with Sarah Connor from the start based on a picture that was shared mm. with him and stories that were told to him, you know, by John Connor. Which is kind of weird. Like, hey, let me tell you about my mother. She was really cool. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm in love with that chick. That's awesome. Use it. Dad. <laughs> Fuck what? yeah. I'm going to send you back in time to Boner. Yeah, don't think about it. Wow, you're pretty cool. Yeah, I am. <laughs> now, fucking John Connor, bitch. <laughs> so, bitch. Bitch. Um, so, yeah, where is that twist revealed a very soft center to a character whom you've really yeah. only known as this sort of hardened, traumatized badass? Mm. And it really opened up a vulnerability in him that was very surprising. With this, I just, the only way I could really enjoy it was to think these aren't, this isn't John Connor, um, Carl Reese and yeah. Sarah Connor. They're just not. Yeah. It's, incidentally, it's pretty cool that Sarah Connor kept her maiden name and that John got that. Yeah. Thinking about it. I never thought about that before. That's pretty cool. I guess they didn't get married and the dad died, so. Yeah, it would have been a giveaway if his name had been um, John Reese. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wait, it's different Reese. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. I like that they kept it in the Connor family. Yeah, I just found it very arbitrary. It goes without saying I hate the yeah. CGI. But early on, there's a moment where he gets into the time machine and the thing starts spinning around and he starts to slowly float into the air. This is after a, f a fairly messy opening, yeah. which has the audacity to rem <laughs> remind me of how slow and considered the Terminator yeah. 1 opening was by cutting to it. Um, but he's going back in time. And I just wondered where the feeling of, yeah. oh, here we go, was. You know, it reminded me of what we said about um, Michael Fassbender yes. going into the Animus in um, Assassin's Creed. It was just, where's the sense of, you know, going jacking yeah. into the Matrix or going into the dream? You know, the sort of, yeah, all right, yeah. here's the good bit. And I just, I didn't have it. It's It wasn't there. I couldn't get exciting. 
And I feel like they've forgotten how to make the Terminators intimidating. Yeah. Somewhere at the point where this went from a horror thriller action sci-fi franchise to just a action franchise. Yes. With sci-fi elements. They forgot how to make him menacing. Because then this is Jason Clark. Yeah. And he's just kind of like a loser Terminator. <laughs> yeah. Just a fucking guy. And I feel bad for Jason Clark. He's been in some good films, but I always remember his bad ones. Yeah, I like him and I want him when to do well. I see his well. face, I just think of Pet Cemetery. Yeah, oh, damn. God damn it. <laughs> the over-reliance on CGI is just the bane of mm. this era, I think. it's. I, I, just, yeah. I just wish that... Because I'm not going to be scared by Zod and Superman flying through the air <laughs> and, and smashing into yeah, buildings exactly. unrelatably. I'm... I'm I'm scared by the T1000 grabbing an actual physical Arnie head or a bar yeah. and slamming it into a head and seeing it crunch and yeah. seeing it flake, and, and that's where yeah, that's where you get that breaks. sense of power yeah. and threat, right? Yeah, exactly. I think I'll say this for it: the pacing of it distracts me from how I knew nothing is. Um, how I, I felt that nothing was really going on with these characters, but the pacing of it distracted me mm. from that, as opposed to three, where the pacing is so languid yeah. that all you have is time to sit around and think about how you don't buy into them growing closer. Yeah. You know, whereas in five, shit is happening so quickly and you're moving on so quickly that you don't really have time to think, why was J.K. Simmons here? I, um, I enjoyed the fact that he was it. here. I'm not so sure I enjoyed the fact that J.K. Simmons was here. Um, I liked it. I, I worry this distract this took time away from Whiplash. <laughs> you couldn't tell. It's just when they started time jumping, I wasn't excited about where they were going. Unlike Endgame, you know, Avengers Endgame, yeah. where the feeling of, oh shit, we're actually doing this. Yeah. You know, it's just such an exciting kind of concept because of how it links into everything you understand about this universe. Here it's just, oh, okay, when we're leaving the 80s. That's interesting. Yeah, it definitely wasn't, there was no risk there. It wasn't, what are they going to find? It's just... Oh, here's another chapter in the wacky adventures of... Well, not wacky, but another chapter in the exciting adventures of Carl Reese and Sarah Connor. And yeah, yeah you know, it's it's it definitely flags in some places. Like, you know, without the emotionally damaged Carl Reese, it's 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 mm. always going to be a pale imitation of um of the first yeah. one. They're, they're, they're just remaking the first one with a different story and you're always going to make those comparisons. Yeah. But I, I do appreciate it for... Get, getting out there and trying something crazy that kind of mm. that kind of thing pleases me it didn't yeah it wasn't a particularly exciting movie but um i was pleased more than i expected to be pleased that's good yeah i think for me it felt very much like a scriptwriter's film both in terms of what they felt that we'd be able to effectively communicate in the film in terms of its time hopping yeah. um and also in just the fact that i don't think and this is a problem with um for the dark world as well and kind of the problem with getting tv directors into movies i didn't feel like alan taylor really brought anything to this cinematically no i don't feel like it had much of a style or an auteur's you know no. vision to it and i feel like that yeah. was a problem yeah i think so that's really um, a shame. But yeah, as a script, as a scripted film, it wasn't as bad as I remembered it. I think yeah. I'd have been interested. There's a bit of potential there. I'd have been interested in like a sequel to Salvation set after Kyle Reese goes back. You know, because Kyle Reese has gone back in time. We've won. What happens next? Terminators have never explored that. The idea is just as soon as Kyle Reese goes back, the story's kind of finished in the future. But what happens then? Maybe Skynet wasn't as defeated as he seemed to be. Maybe yeah. John suddenly finds out that the enemy he's been fighting all these years maybe had a point because infighting yeah. starts to set in and he realizes, oh shit, human beings really do suck. And so, yeah. you know, there's stuff there. I'd have like to have seen more future stuff. 
and some of it's hinted in here that oh well. yeah you, people um, maybe felt it was too much of a risk to make a movie without a terminator yeah that's the thing gonna, i'll talk about that at the very end when we talk about just this as a franchise but a few more notes on this yeah. a couple of moments of bad dialogue after fucking um the terminator has shot jason clark in the chest and he falls over and then does a weird like backwards dance <laughs> yeah. up and his body heals up we still feel the need to have amelia clark say it's not john yeah <laughs> oh shit I looked what? away from the screen for several minutes. Why isn't he John? <laughs> Shit, what's going on? Who am I? When Jason Clark has Amelia um, Clark. Oh. Hmm. Oh. 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 Uh-oh. That was the real twist. <laughs> when um when he has her and Terminator is like aiming a gun at her or something. I think he's got a button that's going to explode something. Yeah. And it, oh, I don't know if I remember this enough um to explain it, but it's something like I'm not going to kill you and then he says I'm not going to kill you. Because if I kill you, you better believe he's going to press that button. And yeah. it's like, first of all, don't explain what the, is happening. I can see. <laughs> I can see what's going yeah. on. But also, you can't kill her because isn't that your mum? Does causality mean anything anymore? I don't know. Well, they, they mention this and he goes, maybe not. I don't know. It's worth, <laughs> Let's it's, find out. It's bitch. worth a go. Worth a punt. <laughs> Another couple of observations. I, I always found it really funny, the line where... um. Arnie from the past shows up and is like, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycles. And that's yeah. from the second one. Whatever he says to the first guy, your clothes, give them to me. That was it. Yeah. And Arnie comes, the future Arnie comes up and says, you won't be needing any clothes, which just sounds like the most erotic thing. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be needing any clothes. Fabio? <laughs> um, I like the fact the Terminators have been named like Xboxes. Like the T- <laughs> T-800, yeah. fair enough. I guess the um these Resistance gave them that name, T-800, because it's like the you know, 800th model they identified or whatever. Okay. Then T101. Oh, T101. Um, T1000. Okay, fine, maybe. But then the third one is the TX. Yeah. I don't know if they introduced a new one in the um, in uh, any of the others, but in Genesis we've got the T1 T5000. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like who's branding these? Is there other, is there a poster campaign when there's a new Terminator out in the future? You can tell Skynet is properly sentient. <laughs> They've got Bill Gates' brain. Um, I like the kind of feminist query that is introduced here and will be explored in the next one. The idea that Amelia Clark does not want to um, have mm. her legacy limited to the idea that she's going to give birth to the savior of the universe. She wants to do stuff on her own. I like that. Yeah. She's not just, uh, not just a womb for the future. No, and I did like um, Amelia Clark's Come With Me, if you want to live. If I felt like that was allowed, because uh, now mm. finally Sarah gets to say it. You know? <laughs> that is fun. Come with me if you want to live! Now, soldier! And then the on your on your feet soldier. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. No, now, yes, soldier! Yeah, and she's got a real Linda Hamilton yeah. sort of uh, scratch hmm. to the voice. That's interesting. I never felt that. I liked Amelia Clark better than I did Jay Courtney, but I never felt she really evoked Linda Hamilton. No, me, just that, I don't necessarily need. Just that once. Okay. I really hate any moment in film and TV where it's two people who look the same and it's like, no, it's me. You gotta believe me. Kill that guy. Yeah. Oh my god, I've seen that so many <laughs> times. I hate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of. But, but I like the twist that she shot one of them in the foot just to yeah, see. Just, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of obvious be. because one of them approaches like, Sarah, I'm hurt. Help me. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that's like, you thought that was me? Either. Jesus. Either that's Jay Courtney. Either that's the robot or Jay Courtney's a little bitch. Either way, you gotta shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he hasn't got a foot anymore. <laughs> Um, it's kind of sad that Arnie's going to spend 33 years alone without his friend. Like, they sold out quite well when she goes into the portal yeah. and he's just got, like, a little sad moment. Um, I like the f- yeah. I like when the portal in the future appears and it slices off, like, takes a clean chunk out of the side of a car. That looked good. Yes. Whenever Jason Clark That's gets cool. hit with the magnet fist, uh, fist duster, it looks quite good. 
But it's always the same part of his yes. face. I'd like to have seen him like punched right in the square middle of the face and see what that looks like. Yeah. Well, the MRI is a good effect as well. Oh yeah, that's not a bad. Yes, that had and a weird he... effect when it's he's... on a low setting and it's like leaving waves of himself. Yeah. Behind. Yeah. That was quite good. And I like the laser slicing into his face. Yeah. Yeah, I did really like the waves of waves of Connor. Waves of Connor. <laughs> My new scent. <laughs> One last note before okay. we move on is I really like. It made me appreciate something about the early movies, the first two. There's really good gun continuity. And as much as every weapon that the heroes use, you know how they got. Yeah. The gun that Arnie takes off of the biker at the beginning of T2 is the one that Sarah Connor whips out of his waistband and used to, uses to fire at the T-1000 in the elevator. And it's the one that Arnie uses to break up the T-1000 at the end when he's covered in ice. Mm. The rocket launcher cool. that he uses to finally push the T-1000 off into the lava is the one he got from Linda's, Linda Hamilton's bunker and picks it up and says, excellent. Uh, okay. There's cool. a good continuity. You see how the weapons are obtained. Whereas in the later ones, they always just... In Terminator Genesis, there's three different tooling up sequences. <laughs> and they always just grab these really rubbish looking assault rifles. There's never yeah. a sense of they're fighting off impossible odds with whatever weapons they can scrap together and take off of just random places in yeah. you know middle America. And I feel like that was that's a shame. Last one. So, the film underperformed domestically in very quick succession. The Wikipedia um, article says... Market research was conducted to determine the future of the planned new trilogy, and the genocide sequels were ultimately cancelled <laughs> due to popular demand. No. We've done some focus grouping, and we've all agreed. <laughs> um, we're going to cancel this. So, oh, Tim okay. Miller, director of Deadpool, yeah. left Deadpool 2 to make this. Wow. Um, it's Terminator the Dark Fates. Yeah. Yeah. You may have changed the future, but you didn't change our fate. I know you're scared, but I'm here to protect you. never seen one like you before almost human i am human just enhanced he asked james cameron to come back like every other director and actor in this franchise is at some <laughs> point done but this time he totally did come back wow okay yeah. he needed to get that more kudos weird. for avatar 2 and 3 <laughs> He's got to build up that cred. Um, he Again. was sold on the idea of ignoring everything that's happened since T2. <laughs> it was suggested that Arnie not be in this one, but Jimmy likes Arnie, and so he insisted yeah. that he is in it. So he is. So he is. And it's it's about as natural as that sounds. Yeah. I mean, fuck it at this stage. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Arnie. You're going to really be um, splitting hairs on this? <laughs> before hiring any screenwriters, Miller's, Miller consulted a team of novelists. da 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 it's really gassy in there. <laughs> I am allergic to milk, but I ate milk anyway. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> Fucking one of them came up with the idea for Grace, and that's the only thing that posterity remembers about the League of Novelists. <laughs> oh, fuck Thank me. fuck for the League. <laughs> Thank fuck, they really saved it. Cameron had a list of action scenes that he had always wanted to do, but never found a place to put them into one of his movies. Um, and that's why there's the long section and a dam for no reason in this. Oh, okay. That's why they just get him on a fucking plane for so long. All of his plane yeah. sequence ideas that wouldn't fit in any other movie are never that good. He finally got to put them all into one film. Tried to make it work in Titanic, but it just wasn't coming together. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, after fan disappointment with the last three films, Miller hoped that Cameron's involvement would be a seal of approval and that the fans would be able to take it as a guarantee of quality. It's the first Terminator movie to lose money, and no further movies are planned in this franchise. 
Pretty good reviews, though. Yeah. So, Paul, how saw? Um, I saw it two days ago for the first time. What ho? Sarah Connor's back with a writing team. Losing a son to another Terminator has turned into a wisecracking badass as she aids Mackenzie Davis in the regular <laughs> Terminator plot. But not Skynet this time. Legion. They should have called this Terminator Legion. Legion! The bad guy is even harder to kill than the T-1000, and there's a lot of decent callbacks and a new message of hope. Uh, Sarah Connor wisecracks. Wow. Arnie dies, like he always does. Mackenzie Davis dies too. A sequel is hinted at because fuck finishing anything ever. But no, you just said that it's not, so that's good. Blush floor. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I, I liked a lot of it. I really liked Mackenzie yeah. Davis and I, the the T one thousand or was it a T one thousand again? Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, wait. Sorry, I'm thinking of Genesize. Um. <laughs> fucking hell, this is awful. No, it's not. It's um. It's it's some other T. They've probably given it a fucking name. It's probably the T Nano X. Um. <laughs> it's a new Terminator yeah. that has Terminator significantly a liquid skin, <laughs> a liquid yeah. skin, but also a metal skeleton that can act independently of it, which is yes. not a bad idea considering they've never really beaten the threat of the liquid terminator yeah the only thing i can think of is like a nanobot terminator but if you mm. had that i can't think of any incentive for him to ever be in human form like if you could just be nanobots you would just be yeah, like a no. cloud of stuff and that's not going to be easy to fun to shoot at no it'd be very quick annihilation um, <laughs> yeah like i i, I... nobody tells skynet <laughs> oh no they know already no um because of course they do yeah i i i, I liked a, a lot of this um hmm. I I thought a lot of the action scenes were great. The over, overarching story was cool. Um, mm. The a lot of the lines got some good laughs from me. Mm-hmm. Yep. The very quickly, I wasn't a huge fan of Sarah Connor in this. I think they lost mm. a lot of what makes her Sarah Connor. Um, I don't think lose, losing your son will turn you into a joke cracking Groucho Marx yeah. type. I hated that at the beginning when she yeah. first shows up. There's a level of self satisfaction. <laughs> Um, that they've given her with you know her appearance and such yeah. that I didn't really buy into, but I did find that mellowed as it went on. Um, yeah. What I well, found is that throughout the movie, I liked Sarah Connor better as we went. Yeah. And I felt really sad that Mackenzie Davis's character Grace got kind of buried in the last half of the movie because yeah, she was great. I really like yeah. her. I think she. I really like Mackenzie Davis in general, but I thought she was great here. I thought her physicality was really yep. good. Yep. I still have a problem with too much CGI in this goddamn yep. movie. Stop using CG body doubles. Yep. You can use wire work and like. If I have to see another fucking slow motion sequence of somebody swinging something or somebody getting knocked around, I'm gonna scream. Oh my god! Do you know what I was trying to think? I was trying to think the last time I was impressed by seeing someone getting hit by something and then going flying through the air, and I thought maybe it was um twelve. It, maybe it was eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. When Thor smashes Captain America's hammer, um, shield with his hammer, and then the shockwave sends him flying backwards, and he crashes into a tree. Maybe it That's was that when a god hits a super soldier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and his magic shield. Yeah. Or maybe it was twenty-one years ago where Morpheus punches um, Neo in the chest, and he goes flying backwards and smashes a beam in the dojo. In the Matrix, where you can make reality anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Those were the only two times I could think of being like, yeah. "Ooh, that was cool." Yeah. When someone goes flying through the air, and yet it has become the defining feature of action that someone gets punched and they go flying through the air, and I hate so it. So boring, oh. weightless. And Why do I have to spend like here? nanoseconds of time watching someone go through the air when I know they're going to be fine? Keep it yeah. intense, close in a fight. Those are the best moments of this. Is when that happens. Yeah, exactly. And it yeah. does have those moments, and those moments are yes. great. Um, I loved him cutting his uh, the the Terminator. He's really good, by the way. I forget his name. Um, 
Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. <laughs> no, our, um, the the bad Terminator, the the, the yeah. villain in this one. Um, it was quite menacing. Um, I thought I thought it yeah. was quite good. They remembered to make Terminator menacing again. Gabriel Luna. Gabriel Luna. There you go. Rev Nine is his model. Rev Nine. Yeah. There's a bit where he's carving his way through American enforcement officers, and it's just good. It's yeah. close. It's personal. They're not yeah. shooting through the air. Oh, that bit. Yeah. When they're and... on top of him, and he's just stabbing out of parts yeah. of his body. That's gross. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's that, and there's also him just using his knife arms to like do some really balletic kind of takedowns. Yeah, his... that's good stuff. I like that. I'd like more of that. Yeah, that was and I great. liked Mackenzie Davis slicing up the Rev Nine with um the chain at the very end. Yes. I thought that looked really cool. And that's what you lose with flying through the air is just yeah the idea of performance. You know, the idea of fighting as performance. No detail or nuance gets lost. Yeah, exactly. But. Yeah, uh, back to... The love of God, back to this. <laughs> the whole Humvee underwater thing I hated as well. The yeah. the, the damn sequence, that really bothered yeah. me. I was never concerned about their well-being. It felt needless. Plane I switched off during. Yeah, the plane was dreadful. But yes, it's the best of the rest. It's the best one since the, the second one. Yep. But it's not on the standard of the first two by any no. means. It's not a worthy successor to the first one. But as a trilogy end? As it, a trilogy end, it's not bad if you wanted to fine, take it that way. It's like Return of the Jedi. It yeah. closes things off, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the death of John Connor was interesting, but not quite there for me. Um, a few people had different ideas about it. Cameron suggested that it was just done for the shock value, which, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But uh, maybe just didn't want Edward Furlong back on set. Mm. But um, Or any of the others. <laughs> yeah, any of the others, Jesus. Jesus. Uh, but the writers talk about it being um, as a consequence of destroying Skynet. You know, like Linda Hamilton's having to face the consequences of her actions. I don't think so, because it's yeah. implied he came before that. Yeah. So if anything, they just didn't do enough, you know? So just should have smashed value. more. I'd have liked the idea of, you know, oh, you saved the world, but the cost of that is that you have to lose your son somehow. Yeah. But they don't do that. Um, And they also said that removing John Connor would make it not feel like a retread of the previous films. N- no, no. Because you just, you see what you did. <laughs> you introduced John Connor again after that. Yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. Yeah, exactly. You just made that movie. I I do feel it would have been better. I, I don't hate Arnie in this. Obviously, he's worse in three. Um, mm. I do feel it would have been better to not have had Arnie so we could just focus on our three leads because I was kind of liking the dynamic yeah. they had and I felt it got lost in the end Yeah, I, amidst Arnie and Mayhem. I, I enjoyed Arnie in it and uh, as long as I didn't mm. think about how weird it was that he was just here in a <laughs> hut in a shack with this woman and her kid and <laughs> yeah was was it was, quite was telling jokes had like learned jokes a bit more and it it was it was amusing and yeah. entertaining but in terms of the purity of a terminator movie maybe it was a bit weird um, it was an odd one because yeah. he says that a couple of months after killing john he sees a woman getting attacked and intervenes mm. and it's like that's a big jump yeah like that's the big one if and it would have been interesting it would have been like I did that and then needed to spend the next 30 years of my life figuring out why. Yeah. Because it's interesting. The idea of what does a Terminator do after the mission has succeeded? And I thought it would have been creepy. Yeah. When he kills John Connor, he turns and walks away. I think it would be creepy if he just fucking stood there. Yeah. You know, he's just killed John Connor. That's the end of his objectives and he just stands there. That would have been fucking sinister. Yeah. Um, It could have been interesting, talking about John Connor... mm to have had him there and have to be the hero's complex of, of suddenly realizing that it's not about him anymore um you would you would then make yeah. it not not uh this movie about three women which you know may may be a detriment to it but it would be an mm. interesting I, I so. it would be an interesting story nonetheless potentially yeah and it's what i always said that the end of um, game of thrones should have been been you know hey you weren't the chosen one yeah you know that's an interesting thing to explore um but i did like i really like there's three women against this guy who's pursuing them. I liked that angle. I liked yeah. the talk about 
you know, I, I remember the Red Letter Media review saying that they didn't like the whole, you know, oh, they just see you as a womb thing because it, mm. like, really denigrates the accomplishments of Sarah Connor in the early ones. Yeah. But no, I can understand her frustration, especially having lost her son, that, you know, she's just regarded as the addendum to history, yeah. by the way his mum was. Yeah. You know, and I like the idea that this time they're actually trying to save the person who will become the leader. It's interesting yes. to see how those lessons are going to, you know, shape her life. I didn't feel that, um, oh, what's, what's her name? The, oh, the, the, the actor playing. playing Danny. I didn't feel her yeah. as the leader of the resistance later on when they showed the, the there wasn't future. The flashback. Well, one yeah. f- yes, they should have gotten an older actor to play that character. Yeah. It's fine. We could have believed. Because how much later is it meant to be? Like 20 years? It's yeah. like, She's just, you it's could just have had an older actor. With cornrows. <laughs> yeah, it's her with her hair slipped back. Yeah. It was, yeah, that was silly. There was interesting the presence of Mexico. There was in- That was interesting because one, the director said he wanted to break up some stereotypes. And yes, we do get a nice look at a very diverse yeah. Mexico in this with, you know, sprawling cities and you know, a lot more than just what American media would typically portray, and that's great. In terms of thematic resonance, there's bits of, like, trying to sneak across the border mm. and experiencing a really indifferent and hostile um, American system that doesn't care about their stories and their, you know, suffering, yes. and that's really interesting. I wasn't, I don't know, I don't quite know where that went, or um, what the no through line of that was. It was in there just because they wanted to say something about it and didn't give it time. It was good to see, you know, yeah. that kind of portrayal, but I felt like it could have been a bit more full-on or part of the story they were telling yeah agreed i like ice appearing before the portals appear that's cool mm. i like mackenzie's davis's line oh they tattooed these coordinates on me as if i couldn't remember shit yeah that was that was amusing linda hamilton had a line i quite liked which was um he's like my friends call me carl i'm never gonna fucking call you carl i did quite like his line of um i'm reliable i'm a very good listener and i'm extremely funny <laughs> yeah and I enjoyed his drape story. There was this one customer that came to me. He wanted to have solid colored drapes in a little girl's room. I said, don't do it. It was campy as fuck, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, I really liked him in it. Um, you mentioned um, the callback being mm. the best in like um, Salvation. I do really like the really sad. What did you tell them? I told them you coming here makes this place unsafe for them. Also, the day I warned them may come has come. My past has caught up with me, and I won't be back. Oh no! Up, up, was... in, up until salvation. Up until I see, right? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, callbacks in, in this um, were much better. Speaking of, I really like yeah. Mackenzie Davis's "Come with me." Um, is it "Come with me" or "You won't survive"? <laughs> Come the next with me if you don't want to die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, um, mm. that was pretty good. Yeah. I liked. What are you doing? Future shit. When she's, yeah, that was when quite she's good. getting the location off of the texts. <laughs> One last thing. I, it's a shame this is the one I've saved for last because it's a bad bit of dialogue, but it reminds me of Tenet. Um, in my oh, yeah. least favorite line of Tenet, which is um, after revealing that um, that she is the resistance leader, that she's mm. going to grow up to be that. Danny is going to grow up to be the yeah. resistance leader. <laughs> we felt the need to have Linda Hamilton say, she's John. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm What's... now invested in this story. Immediate... Oh, good. Amelia Clark comes in. No, she's not John. No, no, that's <laughs> nobody's John. That's not John. That that's Justin. And that's I don't know your name. You're Danny. Oh, I'm Danny. <laughs> no, but I'm Amelia. <laughs> I'm Danny. Daenerys Targaryen. Oh fuck. This, this is confusing. I see. I see the problem now. Um, <laughs> I, okay, I get it. But it reminded me of my least favorite line in Tenet, which was um, when Neil says, "And that will destroy the entire world." And Elizabeth Debicki says, "Including my son." But yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, all right, mum. <laughs> oh, I care about it then, because it includes my son. Yeah. Um. Oh, I I do have one final thing, actually, and uh, this is better, because the I think the robots 
oh, yeah. in the in the like apocalypse scenes look really good. This was the one that had the beach, didn't, um, yes. isn't it? Where they were rising slowly out of the sea. Yeah. I thought that was really cool and I liked the motion, yeah. but I hated yeah. the way they looked, unfortunately. Uh, okay. I thought they looked like it was CGI again. Yeah. And I just but it, it looked... can't take it. But I love the motion. The the, the the look of them, the colour and everything, it yeah. looked as close to the Good actual colour. physical robot as CGI is going to get, I think. I thought some of the shots of the um, R7 or whatever it is looked really good when he was just a skeleton. And the, the yep. black, the kind of black nature of him. I like that about Genesis too. I like the black metal. Yeah. It's kind of good. He's pretty devious, I liked him. Yeah. Now, it's ranking, like... I think we're actually going to be very similar. You can tell me if I'm wrong here. I think we're both putting three bottom. Yep. Three at the bottom. Then yep. comes our only divergence, because next up, I'm going to put... Um, five. You would put four. Yeah. And then above that is the one that the other didn't pick. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Exactly. And then after that, we both agreed six is the best of the rest. Yeah. And then one, then two. Yep. Correct. So that's fairly consistent. You could say that you know from an OGT perspective, fourth and fifth are joint second last, if you like. <laughs> Yay. With, um... Yay. <laughs> one last oh. thing, because I know we're getting late on this. Oh, franchise boy. potential. Was this something that should have been a franchise in general? The Terminator movies oh. and. From my perspective, in terms of dystopian future sending time travellers back to try and change things, there's a lot there. A lot of movies have been made with that yeah. premise. Looper, 12 Monkeys, yep. Deadpool 2, Days of Future Past, Tenet, even. Yep. And those movies aren't similar to each other and aren't similar to Terminator. No. Although there is a really good video pointing out how Days of Future Past is very similar to T2, but it doesn't feel similar when you're watching it. No. So there's flexibility within that premise, but the problem is the movie isn't dark future time travel movie. It's the Terminator. So we're kind of yes. wedded to this idea of a machine traveling through time to accomplish something. And I think that premise, the 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 fact that we're stuck in that premise and we don't have much room for wiggling, mm. um, the fact that it's so mired in nostalgia now, as represented by the fact that Arnie has to be in all of them, yeah. means that this was never going to be great potential or fertile ground for a very creative and different franchise. No. I feel like kind of one-two punch. Introduce the world, turn it on its head. That's kind of all you needed to do, and I don't think there was a lot of room for other stuff. No, I think ultimately it might have worked better as a um, um, like a base for different stories. And, and once Terminator 1 and 2 were told, you could maybe try and tell someone else's story like they tried with Dark Fate. Um, but and, and not be so wedded to the original source material um yeah which uh, wouldn't necessarily have been the best thing but it could to do but it would have been better than having to make everything about arnie and the connors yeah it's got that star wars problem we're just we can't get away from this one family yeah you know this kind of fasci- uh, fasci- fascist fascist kind of idea fascistic i was going yeah. for um, that this one bloodline is capable of saving the world and it has to be this one person. Yeah. Kind of like that about Dark Fate 2. It's yeah. like, well, if John Connor had died, somebody would have come along yeah. and picked up the resistance. Yeah, you know. exactly. Oh, one thing I did forget to mention. It's kind of hilarious that the the Judgment Day can be delayed. It could be a different artificial intelligence that takes us over. It could be you know a search engine that goes yeah. rogue. It could be anything. But the one thing that is constant is that that future, that evil force, will definitely make robots that are skeletons made of metal <laughs> that will sound and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. and say, I'll be back. <laughs> no matter what, no matter what we do, that much is inevitable. <laughs> you put in a million monkeys in a room and have them write forever and they'll, they'll write the same Terminator movie every single time. Um, I'd love that if it was Doctor Strange. Like, oh, there's a million possibilities of where we could go, but all of them do end up with Arnie yeah. Schwarzenegger uh, fucking Terminator robots. All of them, somehow. <laughs> it's the constant. And that Dark Future also includes the OG team. Oh, fuck yeah. What did they say? The OG team. OG team. OG team. That's enough. We've got to run a 
budget here. On a time limit. <laughs> on a time budget. Time. It is a time budget, much like The Terminator. Chris Attaway um, huh? from Revisited said, with the original film, there's something so terrifying about the fact that The Terminator will never stop. There's yeah. nothing you can do. That scared yeah. me shitless when I was young. Probably because I'm scared of death and it's like death, isn't it? It's coming for you, boy. It certainly is, <laughs> Oh, yeah, it is, mate. Um, that's what made me think. Best Terminator movie made after Terminator 2? Maybe it's It Follows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Christ, maybe. Because death is real. <laughs> it is real and it's coming for you and the only way to beat it is to get laid. It's to come hard. <laughs> Ellen Graham um, from Revisited, <laughs> or something, I don't know, said Linda <laughs> Hamilton's biceps and reloading that shotgun with one arm. Fuck yeah. Who's biceps? I'm all about that. Linda Hamilton. Oh, Linda Hamilton's biceps, yeah. yeah. Mackenzie Davis got some pretty sweet... We didn't, I don't know if we talked about it. Mackenzie Davis got pretty sweet physicality. She's got some hench shoulder action yes. going on, which I'm big old... Or whatever that muscle is that Tom Hardy managed to turn into a right angle the, for Warrior. The trap. That connects your... I don't the know. Traps, it connects your, like, your shoulder to the your jaw. <laughs> you know? It's like oh. the bits on either side of your neck. Pretty sure it's the traps. It's ridiculous. All oh, right. Meant to be proven wrong. It's because it traps the ladies. Fuck yeah. <laughs> In my muscle neck. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> my muscly neck. Get me out of here. <laughs> I said muscle net. <laughs> but Oh okay. <laughs> but muscle neck. My muscly, muscly neck. And yeah, Lin- uh, Linda Hamilton's a fucking badass. We've we've mentioned it. She's iconic in yeah. in both movies. Yes. And finally Victor Gamboa. Both of the three movies. <laughs> <laughs> both of those eight movies. And finally, Victor Gamboa, um, mm. sweet, sweet patron, says the <gasps> first Terminator is honestly one of my all time favourite movies. Cool. Though I love everything about this film, I have to say. The soundtrack rises above everything else. Not just Brad Fiedel's incredible score, but the mm-hmm. tech noir music provided by Tiny Kane and the Triangles. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't mention uh, Brad Fiedel's fucking amazing score. And yes, the music that plays in Tet Noir and also on uh, what's the name's uh, headphones also just yeah. really make me quite happy. Yeah. Ah, oh, all great. It's all part <laughs> of the sound for me. And so, yeah, early on when we said, you know, T2's bigger, you know, and better, for us, of course, that is the case. But T1, it's it's almost better for its simplicity for having oh, yeah. those fewer elements. So there's definitely be an argument to be made there between which of those two movies is the best one. You know, a Godfather 1 and 2 style argument. Yeah. To which we have our side, but totally yeah. respect the other. Those are just two great fucking movies. Yeah, absolutely. And it maybe should have stayed there. Maybe, hey. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Thanks, OG team. Thanks, OG team. You're the team, best team, ones. Team, 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 one team stop. <laughs> uh, Paul, how can people find out about us traveling back in time to make things happen? The, the opposite. They can go before, go before Twitter and Facebook was a fucking thing. That's better for everybody. I know it. You know it. We all know it. <laughs> this lady over here knows it. Huh? Yeah, so um, you can do that at OGT Pod. Send us an email at gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. But it is the future, and we've got Spotify, which we're on. We've got a Patreon, which we're on, 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 on. Um, we it. have just released a review of Promising Young Woman. Um, Woman. We've got a review of Seoul coming out next week. Um, Seoul. The, the city in South Korea. Um, <laughs> it's a hot take, everyone. And after that, yeah, we'll be looking at doing, well, some other things. Fuck yeah. And getting a bit of a sneak preview <gasps> of, a, of a later episode. Uh-oh. Um, what's going on? What is this? Blah, Why blah, blah, blah. are we here? And who are we? Why are we really? allowing this? I'm Paul Open Road. I'm Paul allowing this. <laughs> Remember, the one good thing about the entire Terminator franchise, let's see if we can fucking do this, mm. is... Well, that's a bit of fantasy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> bit of a laugh. Most of them. Most of them. It's a bit of a laugh. But not too much of a laugh. Not too much of a laugh. Two of them are amazing. They average out at a laugh. <laughs>